Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. Before last week, I had only hung out with two people in the almost three months of this COVID-19 lockdown. Some family friends, we went on a social distance walk, we had a picnic, and they enjoyed some egg salad and pita chips. I just sipped on some water. But now, as of last week, I've spent time with tens of thousands of people during these police brutality protests. We walk too, but instead of catching up about a recent vacation and the adjustments to life in isolation, we chant, we clap, we say his name, George Floyd, George Floyd. We say her name, Breonna Taylor, Breonna Taylor. We do our best to social distance, but it gets tougher, more congested the closer you get to downtown. There's no egg salad or pita chips to scoop them up with, but plenty of granola bars and water being offered. On day four of these protests, myself, along with a chunk of the city's population, convened at Revolution Hall. After some speeches by the leaders, we marched out onto Burnside, where we crossed the bridge and ended up in Old Town. There's a gradual decline off the end of the bridge. I'll I'll use the angle to look behind me, hoping to not see the end of protesters. Just sign after sign, person after person, raised fists with bent brows, passionately yelling in frustration. It's an interesting complex in being around so many people as it brings on a sense of pseudo-normalcy. Yet a main reason that we've come together in masses is to stand up against one of the most normal things this country knows. When we went down fifth, I smelled what I can only describe as a clean body odor, as if body odor was a person who then tried to nullify an inherent stench with a couple bars of Irish Spring. A few girls were weaving in and out of the protesting lines and participating in the chants and holding burning sage above their heads. I had only ever limited the capacity for sage to be burned in my mom's office while on a stressful conference call, but it made sense in this regard, both very Portland, but also on a spiritual level fit the narrative. After they left, I cringed a little bit, thinking about the field day that certain media outlets might have if they got word of this. Media outlets watched by people who think prime Instagram content is pictures of steak next to rounds of ammunition for assault rifles with the caption reading, Freedom. I took a precaution and chose not to document. Collectively, it gets very loud. Everyone's chanting in unison, all demanding, celebrating, and declaring the same things. It's powerful. It really makes the walking and four to five hours of occupying that much easier when doing it together. I check my steps at the end of these protests, each time feeling accomplished that I nearly eclipsed 15,000. But that feeling goes away rather quickly when I see that I didn't clear 40 from not leaving my apartment the day before. At 5th and Salmon, we came to a standstill. It was towards the back of the crowd outside of Jimmy John's. The chance came a little less frequent. We spent more time on a knee, or idling, waiting for the next set of instructions on where to go. The girls with Sage made another round, and then they were followed by people dishing out snacks. I heard someone speak up behind me. Aiden? he asked. There was a delay. Oh, what's up, dude? said Aiden. Not much, man, you. The guy was wearing a dated Pepsi shirt, the fabricated vintage type that you'd find at Target. Yeah, same. I applauded his confidence to actually check if that was in fact whoever Aiden was. It's remarkable how much a hidden smile hides who you are. It's nearly impossible to recognize people with their masks on. 
It was the interaction that you have when you're at a party and you run into a classmate who you never talk to outside of the class. The person who, after you've complained about an extensive assignment with, don't know where to take the conversation. A few seconds went by. Well, nice seeing you, said the guy. Yeah, you too, Ada replied. This particular protest somehow ended without getting caught in a storm of tear gas or targeted with flashbangs. We were alerted that Proud Boys were roaming the area and that police were waiting for us at the bridge as it was past curfew. In my head, I started drafting the text to my parents, asking them for the rumored $500 fine for breaching this new rule. I doubt they'd be mad, but instead a perturbed Proud. It ended up not even being the case. Whether it was false information or there were too many of us to even bother hassling, and we slowly made our way across the bridge with nothing more than a few stops for photo ops and last words from the leaders. I find it funny that the same people who broke quarantine earlier to protest that they hadn't been able to get a haircut or their nails done are the same ones shaming millions of Americans for stepping out of quarantine to come together and protest the public execution of a black man, the killing of a black woman, and the countless other injustices that happen every day in this country. At the very least, they could acknowledge that we march with our masks on. Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this has been another installment of the Here's My Thing podcast. Thank you for rocking with me. Until next time.